You are listening to Holy Words from Holy Cross, the sermon podcast of Holy Cross Evangelical Lutheran Church in Nazareth, Pennsylvania. We hope you find these words a blessing in your daily walk with God. Please visit us on the web at www.holycrossnazareth.org or in person at 696 Johnson Road, Nazareth, Pennsylvania. Be thou my vision, O Lord of my heart. Don't be all else to me, save that thou... Would you join me for a word of prayer? Lord, we come this day to receive all that you can give. And all that you have given is your Son. Grant us, O Lord, to reflect well upon his word and all the words of holy scriptures that the fullness of your truth might permeate the hardness of our hearts teach us shape us form us mold us forgive us and raise us up to new life through this word we ask it in the name of our lord and savior jesus amen so when I was about the age of my kids, all of my friends group, my friend group in high school all came from the marching band because we just spent so much time together. We were a competitive marching band and about 10 months a year we were training and competing. Um, in the spring, our big thing we always looked forward to was late in the school year, early May, we would, be, we would go out on these competition trips. And our indoor drum line, our flag line, our um, jazz band, all these things would, we would compete against other schools from all over the East Coast. One year, our competition was held in Wildwood. And so... Uh, we had a little free time, and so they gave us permission to go out and walk the boardwalk. So about 10 of us made a trip up the boardwalk. But you're off-season. So about only one of every three stalls is open as of yet. So we were looking anxiously for something to do, and one of the things we saw that was actually open was a fortune teller. No, I'm a skeptic. But I like to have fun like everyone else. So we, we, we go up to the, the thing. We plunk down our $5 for one of our friends to get a reading. But of course, the other nine of us are eagerly sort of hovering around to hear what is said. And um, as we're doing this, I forget all the things that the lady said. And it was, makes it, means it was forgettable, right? Um, but what I do remember is at one point she says, and somebody in this group has feelings for someone else. That's what you call a safe bet with 10 teenagers. <laughs> okay. But unfortunately, my crush was standing immediately to my left when she said it. And I immediately jumped back like this. <laughs> she was giving us something she knew we would want to hear. Something that was, she was pretty sure would score a point and validate her. Uh, and what she was doing. Well, this is exactly like the prophets that the Lord is calling to task in our reading from Jeremiah today. Jeremiah has a word from the Lord. He has stood in the divine council and heard the Lord's words and now is bringing them in strength and power to the people. There are a lot of people claiming the mantle of prophecy in Jerusalem who are doing something very different. They may believe 
Well, okay, some of them were probably bad actors, but some of them were probably sincere but deluded. They thought they had a word from God. They felt God was nudging them in a certain way. But here's the reality. It seems that they always had a word that people like to hear. Now, if you, I, I encourage you to go home, check out the prophets from one end to another and see how many of them have something positive to say to the people. In fact, people who want to sign up to be a prophet don't know what they're getting into. <laughs> because prophets either end up banished or killed. So, these people keep telling people what they want to hear. I mean, Jerusalem's doing great. Everything seems like it's peaches and cream. In fact, Jerusalem's probably doing better than it's done since the time of Solomon. But disaster is coming because of their unfaithfulness. And Jeremiah is telling the people what they don't want to hear. This is what the word of the Lord often does to us. If it's a genuine word, it will encourage us and speak to us of God's faithfulness and love, but it will often tell us where we are out of step with the will of God. Because 100% of us children of Adam and Eve are sinners. And we are not 100% aligned with what the Lord is doing. And the real word of God as it speaks into our lives will call us back to Him who is the font of all goodness and love. And where we are straying and stepping away from Him, He will call us back in His love to communion with Him and faithfulness to His Word. Because as I said to the kids, God's Word sees farther than us. The prophets of Jeremiah's time were telling people, I know the words, I mean, if you turn to the, uh, you know, the, the Word in Scripture... Sure, it says not to do that, but don't worry. God's, God's, not, God's not upset about that at all. But the eternal word of God is just that. It's eternal. It sees farther down the road than my immediate circumstances and the immediate consequences of my actions. I may think that what I'm doing or saying or promoting isn't hurting anybody. In fact, it may be good for people as far as I'm concerned, but the Lord can look down the road a generation or two or three or four and He sees the fruit of the harvest of the seeds I'm planting today. So He calls me in a different direction. It's a great time of year to look up at the night sky. I hope you've been doing that with this low humidity. The stars are really clear. Um, and next week is the best meteor shower of the year. You definitely need to go outside and spend a little time looking. <laughs> but if you look up there, there's a star called Eta Carinae. I think I got that name right. And it made the news a couple of years ago because they discovered, as they were looking at the sky, that this massive star, a hundred times the mass of our own sun, is about to go supernova. Now, about to, in solar system terms or universal terms, cosmological terms, is um, a little bit different than almost is for us human beings who only have, you know, maybe 80 years if we're lucky. Almost means sometime in the next 10,000 years it's going to go supernova. Now, here's the interesting thing. That star is 9,000 light years away. So it may have already happened. 
The light hasn't gotten to us yet of that grand celestial event. But it may have already happened. That's the way the word of the Lord works. Because God sees the whole of time from beginning to end all at once. If you turn to the book of Revelation, chapter 8, you'll discover that a lot of these things which are going to happen in the future are spoken of in the past tense like they've already happened. Because for God, they have. God knows the truth. And so His Word, His Word... It's like a fire that consumes lies and like a hammer that breaks stones. And this is the word that we entrust ourselves to. Prophecy becomes... God, prophets may have a word for us. And often they do. A friend of mine used to be uh, in a more um, charismatic tradition than the Lutheran church. He said every Sunday people would come into him with words from the Lord and he began to realize that so often they were conflicting. He wasn't sure who was getting the message straight. A, a good and true prophet may speak a word to us that is true, but a prophecy is a word for this moment. The word of God is his word for all time. And never will a true prophecy of God, a true word from God, disagree with the word of God stretched out over all time and eternity. In fact, the way a prophecy becomes the word of God, capital W, capital G, is when it's included in the Holy Scriptures. That's the formula. Look at the New Testament. When when Paul or Peter, or for that matter, Matthew, Mark, or John want to quote something authoritative out of words God, what do they do? They say, as it is written. That's what the word scripture means. It's written down. That word is eternal and unchanging. And it often will call us to task when we're out of step with it. And that is why... Jesus says, I've come to bring not peace but division. Not that he intends division, but the truth will always divide. It'll divide those who wish to follow the truth from those who do not. That division may run right through the center of families and friend groups. It's a difficult thing. Jesus, of course, said that the truth will make you free. As someone else added, the truth will make you free, but first it will make you miserable. (laughs) Because the truth is not everything I want to hear about myself. Sometimes the truth will be something I don't want to hear, but need desperately to hear. Neil Martin was a member of Parliament back in the day, um, back in the 80s. And he told a story one time. He was taking a group of constituents through the buildings of, of the British Parliament and showing them off and everything. And as he was doing that, the Lord Chancellor walked by in full regalia. Now, if you've never seen the Lord Chancellor's regalia from Great Britain, it looks like some sort of cross between like an Oxford professor's outfit and a medieval bishop. It's robes and flowing in lots of colors. And as he walked by... He looked at the group and he recognized the member of parliament. He said, Neil! And everyone got down on one knee. (laughs) That is what the truth of God's word calls us to do. 
to kneel. And the primary word of God is Jesus Christ Himself to us and for us. And that cross has brought more hope to this world than any other. Christ's teachings have brought more humaneness back to our humanity who had lost it than any other. But the cross continues to divide people between those who will kneel and those who will not. May we always allow ourselves, as I said a couple of weeks ago, to trust without reservation in the Lordship of Jesus Christ. His forgiveness for our sins is His promise. His commands, which demand our obedience, is His formula for the redemption of the world of which we are blessed to be a part. Will you join me for a word of prayer? Lord, In the midst of following the the nudgings, the signs, sometimes the words of prophecy that you give to your people, let us ever value your word above those things because we can get those wrong, Lord. We don't mean to, but we can. May we always attend to your written word, the unchanging record of your will for us and especially the words of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, who is your word taken on flesh. May our obedience be blessed with ever greater holiness, and may our holiness bring in a harvest of righteousness. May we be your agents and your instruments for the change in the world that you wish to see. And may that change begin in our hearts and flow outward that the divisions that come when your truth is preached may be overcome by the love which gives them energy. We ask this in the precious name of our Lord and Savior Jesus. Amen. Be thou my vision, O Lord of my heart Not be all else to me, save that thou art Be thou my best thought in the day and the night Waking or sleeping, thy presence my light